0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hyperconscious Podcast. Alan, what is hyperconscious?
1: Once you understand why something is the way that it is, now you have the power to change it. Great conversations with great people and great questions are the keys to the kingdom of unlocking your consciousness. Every single action that you
0: do starts as a thought. When you control the way you think, you will control the way you act, and you will control the way you live. That is hyperconscious. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hyperconscious Podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast. He was kind enough to join us on episode 144 and 135.
1: Folks, it has become Kevin and I's mission in life to help you realize that the life of your dreams is right on the other side of you becoming the greatest version of yourself. Let us help you do that. I rarely do these things twice in such a short amount of time, but you guys impress me. I, I believe in people that provide value and of our service. You two guys are on your way to huge fulfillment, purpose, and profitability, and I look forward to helping you both.
0: We appreciate that more than you know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode where we were lucky enough to sit down with the amazing Grant Parr and pick his mind on mind performance. Today, for episode number 239, we are going to do a five-minute clinic on
1: anxiety. So before we jump into anxiety, I want you to go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com. Click on join hashtag Hyperconscious Nation. You're going to be entered into a private Facebook group where we talk about all things hyperconscious and we pull back the curtain even more on what's going on behind the scenes. Join a group of like-minded individuals who are all focused on growth, contribution, goals, dreams. As I have been mentioning, I am absolutely in
0: love with podcasting and I want to help you guys create your own so you can scale your impact, get next-level relationships, and become a more confident version of yourselves. That's all I'm going to say because we only have... Five minutes. So, today we are talking about anxiety. When it comes to anxiety for me, there are a lot of times that I deal with it that you or Alan never even know about. And you would never know unless I told you. So today, I am going to tell you.
1: Mm.
0: Imagine this. Alan and I are sitting at a multi-million dollar house and a Hollywood producer is cooking us steak and shrimp on his outside grill. Like the Benihana. He literally wheeled a cart out with all of the (laughs) ingredients and he's setting fire to this grill. What is it called? Hibachi Hibachi grill? Hibachi grill, yeah. I think. Alan and I are sitting there and this should be a moment of paradise where it's like, wow, look at all we've done. We're in California across the country. We've already interviewed Dave Meltzer. We're going to Brendan Burchard's event. This is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. But inside, I could not focus because all I was thinking to myself is, wow, I'm unbelievably anxious. And when I get anxious, my throat starts to close up. My my chest gets real tight. And it's hard to explain, but it's almost like you're in your own world. When you're in your own head, you're in your own world. And when you're looking out of your eyes, it's almost like the stuff there isn't real because you're so focused on what's going on in your head. And I think to myself, am I ever going to be able to enjoy times like this? Am I ever going to be able to like go across the country and just be happy? And it's in those moments where it's like, I'm, I know I'm not broken. I know this isn't forever, but this really sucks. So it's always my goal when people reach out to me and they talk about anxiety. I want you to know that I know what you're feeling. I want you to know that when that plane is taking off, my chest is getting tight. Sometimes before episodes, my chest is getting tight, my throat is closing up, but I'm at the point now where it's part of what I deal with. I take CBD, just for those full dis- disclosure, I-, I recommend that for a lot of people, but for me, it's it's about mindfulness and taking deep breaths and breathing in through my stomach and not clenching up my shoulders and clenching my toes and my making my tongue stuck to the roof of my mouth, so... I understand what you're going through because I've been dealing with it for a moment now. It's been it's been quite a hot moment, but I don't ever want it to stop you from trying something new because I'm always getting out of my comfort zone. Just make sure you're doing so safely.
1: Well, well done, man. Thank you, man. Well two, done.
0: Two thirty on the, on the button.
1: Strong work. One of the things I wanted to say quickly was we just did an episode on leadership, and one of the problems with leadership is understanding someone else's. Comfort zone, learning zone, and anxiety zone. I had no idea that Kevin was going through some of this. So try to become more hyper-conscious of the effect that the environment and you are having on others in the room so that you can be supportive even when they're not willing to ask for help. When you told me that, it made me realize like we lined up some of the most competent, oh, yeah. exceptional humans all in one week. And it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. Quick story. So one thing I want to say is that I don't think that I'm going to be that much value to someone who deals with anxiety because I don't think I deal with it that much. But I had thought earlier, I was in the shower earlier, I was prepping in my mind for these episodes, and I thought to myself, there is one time that I can think of where I definitely felt anxious and had like a mini panic attack. And I also had a distinction where I think what anxiety is is too much uncertainty in a given moment. And when you have too much uncertainty in a given moment, I think you start to freak out about potential outcomes and you don't feel like you're in control. And I think it's like a visceral body response. And you're kind of like shaking. So I was in the gym. So my last relationship, I ended it last summer, not this past summer, but the summer before. And I hadn't spoken to Jenny in three and a half months. You and I went to HPA Live and her friend actually snapped us while we were in the hotel room something that was funny, like an inside joke between us, and I was laughing hysterically. Then we started, we did an episode on love, so someone had reached out, a listener had reached out, saying that she was in a a toxic situation with an Mm. an ex. And I read the thread anonymously on the podcast, and then I talked about how in my last relationship, I'm not sure I was ever fully appreciated for who I really am. Jenny listened to that episode. She calls me up. I'm in the gym. I'll never forget this. I'm at Crunch Fitness in Worcester, and I'm on my way out. I wasn't even on my way out. I think I was mid-workout. I, get, I look at my phone, and it says Jenny Brooke on it, and I immediately start shaking. Because, again, this is a very soft part of my heart. For those of you who don't know, Jenny and I dated in high school, um, and I love her dearly. And um, So anyways, I leave the gym, and I'm still shaking, and I pick it up, and I say, Hello? And the reason why I'm telling this story is because, to be completely frank, there are very few things at this point that make me super anxious. Heights is one of them. Um, I think anxiety is a form of too much uncertainty in a given moment of something you care about deeply. So, for example, if Kevin cares about this podcast deeply... I do. And he does. And he correlates in his mind, consciously or subconsciously, that this conversation with Brant is is really good for the podcast and good for his future and good for his family's future and good for, you know, his girlfriend's future. He cares so much about performing in that moment that I think he gets overwhelmed when he doesn't feel like he's competent. And I think that in that moment when Jenny called me, it was something unexpected, therefore tons of uncertainty, and it was something that I didn't feel competent to handle at that time emotionally and, or mentally. and so that's kind of the takeaway for me is if you are anxious, it's most likely because you have strong fear deep-rooted in something that you care about deeply. Here's the problem. Some people say care less. No, don't care less. Care less about the wrong things. If you care too much about the wrong person, the wrong place, the wrong thing, or the wrong idea, you're going to get anxious and it's not for a greater end state. And I'm not trying to suggest that I don't care about Jenny. I care about Jenny deeply, and that's why it affected me so much. Something that affects you a lot is because somewhere deep down you care so, so, so much and probably have a fear associated with your own level of incompetence. That's my take, but again, I don't want to pretend to be the expert in that arena. I remember um, when I was... So for the Anthony Trucks episode, it hasn't been released yet, the video,
0: I'm literally sitting on the... 20, we're on the 23rd floor, and I'm sitting on the against the window. I'm leaning against the window. And Alan <laughs> yeah. said, that would make me so nervous. And I said, imagine that for six hours. That's what flying is like for me. I didn't think of the window once.
1: Really? Not a single that's time. That's how it is on a plane for me. So I, that's right.
0: that's a great example of neither, of neither of us actually understanding what the other person was feeling. Right. And getting clear on that will help you appreciate respect and be able to support the other person that much better i think we should do goal setting on our next episode thoughts i love it ladies and gentlemen we hope you enjoyed this episode for our next episode which will be a small talks we are going to do it on goal setting because my clients have been setting different goals which means we can reverse engineer those goals and thus change their life so that came into my head
1: you set your goals no 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 wait uh-huh, you make it. your goals and then your goals make you wow uh-huh.
0: We hope you enjoyed this, guys. And again, my takeaway for this, take your mental health unbelievably seriously. If you do need to go to counseling, do it. That is something I always advocate for. I don't care if you're a man, woman, mother, or father. It does not make you a weak individual. It actually makes you stronger. Yep. It really helped me in my, my trying moments. And um, one of the things also is I understand what you're dealing with. You're not alone I understand. I deal with it as well. But that doesn't mean you can't do the things you want. It does not limit you unless you let it. Much love, guys. We will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. Going hyperconscious will absolutely change your life because if you understand why something is the way it is, now you have the power to change it. If you going hyperconscious with us has changed your life in any way, please share this episode with one of your friends because the more people that go hyperconscious, the better this world's going to be for everybody.
0: And if you would kindly leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyperconscious and we would be greatly appreciative. Thank you. Bye.